Kaboom! Welcome, everyone, to a third episode of a podcast that Joseph Burroughs fucking has. Today, we are here with Cade. Cade, Eric, how are you? I'm okay. I'm, I'm vibing. You, you know, vibing. You're, you're vibing? You're vibing. Yeah, Before I'm, the, I'm eating, eating fuds. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, before this podcast begins officially, I want to not at all fucking apologize for what I said last podcast. <laughs> I was talking to this just a second ago, but apparently I, I shouldn't have had Jason David on if I knew his personality and I knew that blah, blah, blah. I don't fucking care. Me and Jason have been friends for years, guys. Calm down. I know him better than you all. All right, now that that's out of the way, Cade, Cade, my guest, my guest, tell me who you are, what you do, go on. Yeah, oh, sorry, by the way, if you hear cars going by, I'm like in my, I'm right outside of our like local bank, um, because I couldn't get home in time for this, but you know, it's Yeah, right, right before this, you were robbing a bank, isn't that correct? Yeah, totally, yeah, no, okay. um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so I'm Cade, Cade Eric, as you all heard. Um, I am a senior in high school because, you know, finishing off this year with COVID, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, my main thing is that I am a producer and a musician. Um, I play 11 instruments as a little bit of a fact there. Um, <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I just produce for other people, produce for myself, write some cool ass tunes, and I'm working on my fourth album right now. I was going to ask you about that, so I guess that's one of the 15 questions that I don't really ask my guests on this out of the way. Um, so now I'm going to tell you how I discovered you, because if anyone listens to this podcast, they know that's how I do it. Now, this is an actual interesting story, because um, me and you were not introduced as friends. I found I found out about your music actually because of your music, uh, well, technically, my uh good pal who we will not name on the show because public information but uh they introduced me to your music and very embarrassed <laughs> i listened to your music and i saw that you had more streams than me and immediately became kind of jealous and i was just like okay listen man i think the lunch ladies do better than this um then as soon as i uh like months later took off my ignorance asshole goggles and actually started listening to your music and I joined your discord. I really, really got interested in it. And I really got interested in you, you as a personality because me and you around this area seem to be doing almost this, a similar thing where we just really only want to entertain people and we don't really care what anyone else thinks about that. And I always found that very interesting. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how I discovered you. And uh, then I joined your Discord, and I just started acting like myself, which to anyone who knows is never a good thing. So, uh, and I have an ongoing meme on your Discord now, uh, where <laughs> I, just, I just say aid car, which is stolen from Maximofo. So, um, it's fantastic. And the whole server enjoys it, too. The whole server gets into it. It's fantastic. It's it's great. I never thought – I honestly thought I would have joined the server one day because that person that I will not mention, they added me while we were hanging out one day. And I was like, how quickly am I going to get kicked out for just acting like a complete ass? And then I quickly realized everyone in that server is a complete ass, so it's fucking <laughs> Actually, great. That's 
And also not to like plug, but like, you know, music makes me nut. It's open to all at the public server, so yeah. I, if I can find a way, I will link that in the description on Spotify. Yes, I will, I will send you the invite link and you can post that in the description. Yeah, um, so yeah, I, I talked about, we, we are, I guess, like, we're the same, but we're different. Uh, what I do is I mainly do comedic stuff, um, on the internet, and you do music stuff on the internet. So, is there, other than music, which I know I'm already throwing people off, but with, other than music, are you talented at, like, anything else that you don't really show because music's the forefront of you? Um, well, let me think about that. That's a good question. Um, I mean, for a couple of years, I was, um, uh, you know, up until I think my junior year, I was on, um, you know, I was a varsity runner. Um, but then I kind of, college kind of hit, or at least the, the whole preparing for college aspect hit, and that kind of, you know, stopped that from happening. But other than that, though, I mean, um, I love acting. I'm actually the lead in our upcoming play at the high school called uh, Harvey. I nice. am a guy named Elwood. I'm a guy named Elwood who sees an invisible rabbit. Um, and people think I'm crazy. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, like, if there's anything else, but yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. But I mean, it's hard to say if there's really anything else I'd say I'm talented in. Cause like, pretty much my whole life has become music and my music. And that's my main focus every single day. Um, I also like the video edit. I love making movies too. Oh, it was great. Yeah, I um discovered that you had. Uh, sorry if I'm mentioning something that I shouldn't be mentioning. I discovered that you had a YouTube channel a while ago, <laughs> and then I went back to it, and none of the videos are there anymore. Yeah. Okay. So I, I recently actually cleaned it because I'm planning on starting to make um, music oriented content, uploading music videos. And also um, doing videos about my record collection as well. So I just wanted a clean slate. So I went ahead and just wiped the whole thing. So we're going to start from fresh and yeah. So you're saying that collab with Anthony Fantano is coming soon. I hope so, man. I'm hoping yeah. so. That's Strong. one of my, that, that, that actually is another one of my questions. Do you ever fear like a critic like Anthony Fantano uh, finding your music? Like, because you're not sure what their reaction will be and you're like, uh, I know this won't make or break me or anything, but it's just kind of nerve-wracking. Oh, no, of course. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I mean, there is that fear. But also part of me is like, you know, I'm a high schooler. I have so much more like more room to improve. And the only way I'm going to learn how to improve is hearing feedback from other people. So, yeah, it's terrifying. But, I mean, like, but, like, you know, hearing from critics, and especially if it was like something like Anthony Fantano, you know, I actually had some of my music played for, I don't know if you know this guy, but his name's Brad Casey Music. I, I um, messaged you about Brad before. Yeah. Um, so he is actually I, supposed to be on the next episode of this podcast if he ever fucking replies. So. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. But yeah, no, I um I submitted some of my songs to him for one of his, for some of his like, weekly live streams, and he reacted pretty positively to two of them. The other one he's kind of on because it reminded him of car radio. By 21 Pilots as well. He, he <laughs> of course, Brad. of course. He fucking he hates Brad, that song. So. Yeah, I know. So I was like, well, okay, well, that's fine. Two two for free, you know. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, those are the, those opinions really do matter to me, though, because, like, that's, like, but also, like, the having people review that kind of stuff, that's exposure right there, you know? Sure, they might not have clicked, but, you know, like, other people might. You know, I, that's why I've learned. I mean, you look at the dislike ratios in uh, needle drop videos, and, well, 
<laughs> At the end of the day, they're opinions. They're, yeah. they're just opinions. I don't... That's what I meant when I said, like, it won't really make or break with you, like, saying, hey, you know, he thinks this is a bad record when the majority of the public thinks that, really, it's a pretty good record. Like, you, um, I think his review of My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is a fantastic example of that. Yeah, Um, 100%. You know, um, so yeah, you know, um... Yeah, I, I hope that one day you do get big enough because you definitely deserve it. Um, Thank you. Well, yeah. it was kind of crazy because, like, recently I got my first radio play. I, so I was yeah. so excited that you accepted this podcast after that because I wanted to ask so many questions, but I reduced it down to one question because I don't want to bombard you with multiple questions on the same subject. So yeah. how how – that's really it. Just how the fuck, how the fuck does that happen? Well, <laughs> like, here's how it happens. So, um, growing up in, well, I didn't grow up in, okay, first six years of my life, I wasn't in New Hampshire. Three was in New Mexico, three was in South Carolina. But after that, when I started going, holy shit. yeah, that's, that's where I'm born. And I was born in New Mexico, uh, in Albuquerque. But, uh, yeah, wow. I, um, yeah, it's, I've been, I've been all over the U.S. But anyways, um, after I moved up here, I started, uh, me and my family really start, like, were big fans of this uh, station called The River, 105.7 The River, or in Boston, in that area, it's 92.5. But, you know, I kind of grew up with them. And, you know, a lot of that sound that was played on there kind of, you know, influenced my style. But then I found out about um, a year ago about something they do called the Local Artist Showcase. And so I first submitted one of my songs off of Connemara Memories, I submitted my song Lullaby to that. Um, it didn't get through, but um, I, then like earlier this year, I submitted Drown with Carly, uh, Carly Mack. And luckily enough, lo and behold, I got a Facebook notification like a month or two later, and it said, uh, the river has mentioned you in a Facebook post. And I kind of, I was actually um, at our local pizza place, and when I saw it, I started freaking out, and the lady in the front asked if I was having a stroke. So, um, yeah, no, it's that, those are the, yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but those are like, yeah, that's just kind of how it all went down. I was just really lucky to be one of the select few chosen to represent, not just like, you know, um, my, it's to represent New Hampshire in that showcase. And also, and what like, a, what a good song yeah. to choose to, like, I think that song is the best representation of your style. I 100% agree for me, and it's so breath, it's like a breath of fresh air because all my other music is all like myself, and so to have her on that track was absolutely fantastic, I, and she actually wrote her uh, verse on the song, I just provided some of the harmonies, but other than that, you both had really much- great chemistry on that song, yeah, well, it's funny because like we met, so I'm a, a choir kid, and my sophomore year, Same. I did my, yeah, so my sophomore year, I did my first year of Jazz All State, and I was part of the vocal choir. And in the vocal choir, I got, um, one of, I got one of the lead solos in one of the songs where I essentially soloed over the whole song. But at the very end, there was me, uh, soloing with another person. And that other person happened to be Carly. And we kept in contact throughout all these years, and eventually, we finally decided, hey, let's pr- uh, put a track together. And it's turned out way better than I would have expected. I mean, we uh, were entered into the international songwriting competition. You know, we've been offered uh, opportunity to press our record on a vinyl. 
we've, you know, it's a lot of crazy stuff that's been going on with this track, and it's really insane to me, <laughs> to say the least. But yeah, Drown was, um, Drown and Painless were the first two songs that really caught my eye and made me think twice about what I thought originally of you. And I am really glad that I listened to those two songs because honestly, those two songs are probably the best two you've put out. Um, so Drown and uh, Painless, what are the story behind those two songs? Like what inspired the events of that song? Well, this is actually, you know, I've talked about this a lot, and like, I talked about this in the Good Noise podcast a little bit, and I talked to a lot of people about it, but um, my next album is actually a concept album, and it tells the story of this couple who is like, the album begins at the very end of the relationship, which is Drown, and it follows this relationship between the two crumbling apart, and, you know, a few years later, um, the girl in the story is diagnosed with a terminal illness that kind of puts her life at stake. And so the guy, the main character I, that I play, has to go through this period of self-reflection and, like, introspection and really realize how much he needs her in his life. And then there's a, the ending happens, and I'm not going to spoil that. But it's a story um, behind the whole album. And so Drown and Painless come one after the other. So Drown is, like, you know, the blaming, the play, you know, the playing blame game, you know, you did right. this, but no, you did this, and you know, ah, and then it, it it ends, and then it goes right into painless, which is like my character essentially being like, yeah, if I don't, I don't need you, yeah, I, I'll leave you, yeah, it's fine, you know, I'll be glad to leave you, not really, um, so it's kind of playing that whole thing, applying, trying, trying to play it off smooth, um, but yeah, no, it's really exciting, and this batch of songs for the album is easily, I think, my favorite batch of songs I've ever put together for an album. And not only that, this is going to easily be my longest album I've ever put out. And the other really cool thing about this album, uh, Joseph, do you know who uh, Phoebe Bridgers is? Say that again. Uh, do you know who Phoebe Bridgers is? No, I do not. Well, she's this amazing indie uh, indie artist. I've been listening to her music nonstop. She has a great album called Punisher. But anyways, um, you know, she... Uh, so essentially, her, um, I was on Instagram and... Her brother came up in my feed, but at the time I really didn't know that it was her brother. So I hit him, his like her brother up about doing the album art, and he did the album art. It's on my phone, and I finally got my vinyl copy of Punisher. And I looked in the like the liner notes, and lo and behold, the the brother of this pretty big musician is actually like oh, the guy. I had the Almar done for, so it, I didn't know that at the time. It was pretty crazy. It blew my mind when I found out. But yeah, I know there's a lot of cool things going on with it, and it's like I'm so hyped for everybody to do it. A hundred percent. I'm I'm pretty hyped for that too. That sounds really awesome. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. I, holy shit! Like you know, it, it that's <laughs> this is when like I have these moments where I'm just like, wow, I have like really cool people in my life that are actually talented, and then there's me, Dylan, and James that make concept albums about gorillas taking over the city. Listen, so. I love that. I, lo- I do love myself some good Lunch Ladies tracks. I love myself some Lunch Ladies. Yes, we, but we will be uh, promoting Lunch Ladies at the end of this podcast, so let's keep okay. keep talking yeah. about you for right now. I know what have you uh have you ever felt like um you know you, we talked about the success that Drown got and I feel like that success has 
bled into like your older music as well. So do you do you ever feel kind of overwhelmed with the amount of love and support that you get? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of mind-blowing. Because, like, for the longest time, you know, you know, everybody, I think some people were just kind of like, eh. You know, and this is back when I did it as kind of more of a hobby. And, you know, one thing that was very really humiliating for me is I put out a project called Love Letters. Um, I've erased all details of it from the Internet, but I rushed it, and I, you know, it sounded, it was actually ass. My vocal performances were off. The mix was awful. You know, I, you know, and I, that kind of gave people a certain impression about my music. But then I was lucky, and my, I put out my record, uh, Love Songs and Other Shit. Now, unfortunately, that's not on streaming services at the moment, because there was some, um, like, there's some issues with the distribution um, that I had to edit, so it'll be back up soon. But that was the first time people kind of were like, hey, this, you know? And um, it was because of a song, the lead single off that project called Back to the Way Things Were. And that really, that was my first kind of, like, successful song. And since, and then after that, I mean, at, with every album, people, you know, kept on giving me some, uh, tons of love and support. And, you know, people I would, you know, I don't interact with at the high school or I don't know. Or, you know, they would come up to me and be like, hey, I dig your music. I'm like, I don't know you, but thank you. You know, that's like, it, it's just so amazing to me. I, the I reason oddly, why I, uh, sorry to interrupt you. I oddly hate that shit. Like, when, yeah. like, I, I love it. Like, thank you. Thank you for liking this thing that I've done. Uh, clearly, all my, anything that resembled my old videos is now erased from the internet, and I'm restarting currently. But back when I was doing um, other content under other and other alias, and not my real name, um, I made a video that uh, was called My Thoughts on Adam Sandler, and that video was just stereotypical shitting on Adam Sandler, but with yeah. me being a dick in it. And that video, for some reason, caught on so well with people, and they were like, yo, this shit's hilarious. I think it's horrible looking back on it. But they were like, yo, this is funny. And then I, I get, I guess, in school, people would be like, yo... That video was funny, dog. Yo, Adam Sandler, haha. And I'd be like, I don't fucking know you. I kind of hate that. Kind of fucking hate yeah. that you came up to me and said that. But thank you. I can't help but appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. For me, for me, it's always kind of awkward. But, you know, it, it means a lot to me. Because, like, you know, it means people are recognizing me. And, you know, also, like, they're recognizing my, my music. And, you know, the other reason why I make music is so people can build a connection to it. You know, I think it's you know, being able to relate to the music and build an emotional connection with it is so important. It's, it's the same vein. Yeah. It's kind of the same vein someone saying thank you to you after you do something nice to them. Like, there's like, thank you. I'm like, aha, yeah. <laughs> well, it was amazing to me because I, I, you know, I the first time I ever experienced something with that is I had someone come up to me and be like, yo, I, I listened to your project, Love Songs and Other Shit. And like, you know, I cried to every song, you know. Wow. It's, it's stuff like that that really, that, like, makes me want to make more music. Because I want people to be able to cry to it. I want people to be able to relate to it. I want people to put themselves in the, the care, you know, in the shoes of people, you know. Well, the that, album, I feel like that's more impressive, honestly, because, you know, laughter, you can really do that with anyone. But to make someone cry, 
especially with a song and have them listen to the full project willingly and again and again and again. It's a very difficult task. So, like, props, dude. Holy shit. Thank you. Yeah, and, you know, that's actually one of the reasons why the concept album, A, the characters don't have any names. They're not, like, it's just guy and girl. Um, And then, and not even, like, you know, the, the gender really isn't specified either. And then there's also, like, you know, that illness doesn't really have a specific name. You know, some people might say that's just being lazy. But for me, it's like I want people to be able to listen to it and put themselves in, like, the shoes of those characters and relate their experiences back to it. And, you know, right. by I feel like making that anonymous, there it's a lot easier for them to insert themselves into those shoes. So that's why I keep a lot. That's why I've been trying to do that with this project. Wow. Yeah, I, I I really liked that answer quite a bit. I, uh, <laughs> I I like that you actually think a lot about your music because um, I don't really get many people like that that I meet. So it's actually really cool. Yeah. Um. All right. So I don't know how to transition questions. So I'm just gonna ask. Um, what song do you feel most connected to in your discography? Like, what song do you feel had the most passion put into it? Man, that's a good question. <laughs> I've never really thought about that. Um, I got, I got to take a moment. Well, um, I well, guess we're here, like, ladies and gentlemen. Oh wait, okay, answer. Oh yeah, no, I, I think. Oh no, you go, you go. I have to think about this for a little bit. <laughs> While we're here, ladies and gentlemen, I'll advertise a few things. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by hashtag Cancel Joseph Brooks, which comes out on Halloween, and Gorilla City, which comes out at 12, or came out last night, depending on when this podcast gets uploaded. Um, it has been an album that Dylan and James have made for months. I had very little creative input on it. Uh, and, um, it features people like Cameron, who was on, uh, Songs from the Vault, uh, new people, Kaylee Chan, who will most likely be on next week's episode or the week after's episode, because I have high doubts Brad will ever respond to me. Took him a while to even respond to me the first time, but thank you. Um, and, uh, Moldsky, who is the dude that's saying the Gimme Come parody. So he's on the album. Uh, so yeah, listen to it, listen to it, it's, 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 it's completely fucking retarded, you will never listen to it again, we're having a Discord party for it tonight, so if this podcast comes out directly after I'm done recording with Cade, then, yeah, you'll, you'll be there for the party, you'll, you'll be there, and as for Cancel Joseph Ross, I cannot give too much about that project out, uh, just know that it's coming out on Halloween, and, um, very excited to move forward with projects. So, yeah, that's all my advertisements. Uh, you have your answer yet, kid? I do. Okay. I guess, you know, a lot of my passion, like, here's the funny thing about a lot of my music. I generally complete it all in, like, one night. Like, Drown, Painless, um, at least I'm not in quarantine with you. A lot of those songs were really all written within, I from the period of 10 o'clock at night to 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> And so, um, you know, for me, it's, I, at first it's kind of hard to think, like, what did I put the most passion into? Because I usually complete these, like, so quick. But, you know, a few songs uh, stick out to me. Uh, first one is my song, Lullaby. For me, that was a very, you know, from, what's the word I'm looking for? So when I was putting that song together, you know, 
I wanted to, to like, you know, comfort someone, but comfort someone in my style. Because um, I knew they were, they were, the person I wrote that song for was absolutely going through a bunch of fucking shit. And so, I did it in the, be- in the best way I know how, with a, in an odd time signature with an epic breakdown at the end. So that was a lot of fun. Um, intro off my album, For Your Consideration, was the first time I really put together something I'd call, I, it's not experimental, but I really started to get into some more of like, that like, I like epic sounds in music, and that's the first time I really kind of did that. And, um, you know, that had a lot of passion in it for me. Um, my song, At Least I'm Not Stuck in Quarantine With You, is about, um, <laughs> of all people, my, you know, ex from freshman year, and not having to fucking deal with her, because I was stuck at home. <laughs> Side During note, COVID. but that is, pro- that is probably my most listened to song by you. It's actually in my top ten um, on Spotify for the last four weeks most listened to. Oh, <laughs> so. That's awesome. Thank you, yeah. Well, yeah, I wrote that about my uh, my freshman ex who has been tormenting me uh, for the <laughs> past couple of years, and uh, all through high school, along with my friends. And, you know, I was like, you know what? I might be stuck in this these COVID blues, but at least I'm not fucking stuck in quarantine with you. So that was that. And then, I mean, Drowning Painless had a lot of passion put into it, too. You know, I try to put as much passion as I can into putting my music. Uh, sorry, I try to put in as much passion into my music as possible, because I feel like without it, it's just kind of lifeless, you know? Um, oh, of I course. Just, yeah, for me, it's like I can't release something without it having that passion, or I can't put the time and effort into it if it doesn't have that passion. Uh, yeah, and, you know, um, it's, a the other part of it, too, that's kind of always scary, trying out some new things, like, um, Painless was new for me, because, like, I had never rapped before on, yes, and, anything. um, and, I think, and yeah. I learned about this from the podcast that you did before this one, the Nemesis podcast, I will call it, is, um, you were inspired by Mac Miller for that song, weren't you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that is not an answer I expected you to say for some reason. And I really want to know just a little bit more about that. Like what, like what were you, what exactly in Mac Miller inspired you? Yeah. Well, for me, um, like I actually had not been a Mac Miller fan until he died. I had not really touched his music, but once he died, I sat down, you know, I listened to swimming. I was like, God damn Jesus. And then circles came on. And that album just fucking blew me away. And Circles uh, is a, like, might be my favorite album of the year, to be quite honest. Yeah, I, I forgot but, what song it was. It, it was the song that made Fantano cry, but that also made me cry. Good news. Yeah, Good news. Uh, that song is the only song I could show to someone and have them instantly cry at. So Yeah, I mean, it's just... And, you know... I started delving deeper into his discography and into his personal life and his work with John Bryan, and it just moved me in a way. So when I was putting together Painless, um, you know, two things about Mac Miller that kind of stood out for me. One, my vocal delivery was kind of, you know, inspired by Mac Miller. Uh, I mean, obviously, the instrumental was a little bit, too, that kind of jazzy. Like, I recorded the sax line for that, and, like, you know, I was, like, trying, kind of going into that kind of headspace. And then also, though, kind of like the lyrical, like the lyrical matter, too, because like, I feel like a lot of Mac Miller is like, you know, like he's covering up his sadness a lot of times with like these happy sounding things. 
um, you know, and that's kind of what I was trying to go for. Um, so, yeah, no, Mac Miller, though, and Circles, especially, that was such an influence on that song. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I somewhat caught that when I first listened to the song, but I wasn't expecting you to actually answer with that, and I, I, I really appreciate that. It, it um, made me realize that you really do venture into a lot of types of music. So, what what is um, a genre or a band or an artist that most people probably wouldn't expect you to like, but you absolutely love or just like? Okay, let's think. Um, oh, I love Hundred Gex. One of my favorite bands. Um, I do there's too. a great band. Great band called Clowncore. Highly recommend them. Um, they have a D- new album Dylan's, called. Dylan's been yeah. trying to get me into Clowncore. I, oh, I, I, so their, their new album band is like you know fantastic. I'm a big Neil Sorciega fan as well. Um, love his you know and his work with Lemon Demon. You know I just listen to so much fucking music. I mean there's not really a genre I don't listen to other than like. Most of opera, there's some opera I actually do really enjoy, and then um, country music. I like older country music. We're talking like Johnny Cash, John Prine, you know, a lot of those kind of figures, but a lot of modern country music, except for a few exceptions like Sergio Simpson or Chris Stapleton, just not really my vibe like that, you know, pop rap stadium country. You know, know, I really, I I like to think that I listen to a lot of music, and then you come on my podcast and just (laughs) prove me wrong. Prove me very yeah. wrong. It's um, funny because like I was really close-minded growing up about the amount of music I listened. To. I still I I'm not close-minded anymore. I used to hate rap. Um, I'm not gonna go into personal reasons on why I used to hate rap, but I just did not like rap. And I don't yeah. know what the fuck happened. I think po- it was when Post Malone came around, and he was, I guess, very gateway-ish to everyone. And he was the yeah. only person that seemed to really appreciate rock in rap anymore. It, at least that's why I thought in 2016, because I'm a fucking idiot. And I heard I Fall Apart, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? This is actually really good. And yeah. uh, then I heard his other music, and then that got me into, you know, uh, uh, I don't listen to Quavo that much, but it got me a little bit into Quavo. It got me into a lot more rappers. And now I think my favorite, um, clearly, is, like, kind of meme rap, where, like, Young Gravy, Baby No Money, those type yeah, of guys. Yeah. So, and I barely yeah. even listen to rock anymore. So it's, it's um, yeah, I, I was really closed-minded cunt. Yeah, so. for me, it wasn't like I hated a specific genre. Like, I, for me, I just despised pop music in general growing up. I, to uh, an extent, still do. Yeah, not, not because of my parents or anything, just because I was, I don't know, I was kind of a bitch. But then, um, I, then, well, the one thing that really got me, like, kind of expanded myself was, like, I started listening to Kendrick Lamar and his music. And I, I also started listening to, at the time, like, Lord and a lot of other fantastic pop musicians. I was like, God damn it. What are they missing out on? And then I started listening to a lot of rap with Kendrick Lamar and Denzel Curry and, you know, a lot of great people. And I was like, what the fuck have I been missing out on? And another man. I just, like, just yeah. um, yeah. want to say that, uh, like, I, not to derail this, but Sia is probably the best pop singer currently. She is one. Yeah, I think she's fantastic. You know? I, I think she's the only pop singer I'll really listen to. Honestly, I'll, I'm going to listen to the new Ariana Grande album, but 
I, I mean, on consistent re-listen, 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 Sia, just fucking undoubtedly, yeah. she has a very well, beautiful voice. I don't know if this is, like, a whack opinion or not. Um, that's a reference to the Discord. Um, but mm. Ariana Grande's Thank You Next is one of the best pop albums of, of the 2010s. I like, the, I, I liked the album. I, uh, I, I don't really... I, 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 I liked it quite a bit. It, it was yeah. very surprising coming from Ariana Grande. Um, fucking love her, though. It, it's even weirder if you were the kid that watched Nickelodeon and uh, watched yeah. fucking Victorious. And now that's on Netflix, and it's weird how the only person to ever bring that up out of fucking anyone is 6ix9ine. The 6ix9ine is the only person to ever bring that back up, and I was like, was I fucking blind? No one's mentioning that she's cat. <laughs> from yeah. Victorious. Well, that's that's what happened for a lot of people when they found out Joji was filthy Frank. <laughs> oh god, yeah, but I don't think anyone's going to be canceling Ariana Grande. Nobody. No, 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 no way. And nobody's going to be canceling Joji. It's just people over there. People were canceling Joji until um Max fucking fucking Max being a legend came in and memed the Joji spoon. Um, yeah. and then Chad did it, and everyone started doing it, and then everyone was like, why are we taking this so seriously? Yeah, exactly. And, but, um, uh, yeah. Another, another real quick side note, I'm going to, uh, be buying the Joji Extravaganza, because I really want to see what the fuck that is. Yeah, I'm curious, too. I think I might attend it. We'll see. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, sorry to interrupt. Uh, go on with what you were saying. You're good. Oh, no, I, I mean, I pretty much stated everything I needed to for that question. So. <laughs> Alright, cool. Um, while we're in a very cheery, laughing mood, uh, are there any funny stories while performing that you have? Yeah, one that uh, ha- pops into my mind. So, um, I performed at uh, a pro. Like, so, there's a local charity here called the Circle Program, and I performed at one of their talent shows. And they said, like, they, they said, okay, Cade, here's what we want you to do. They heard my new album. They're like, Let's have you perform The End of the World, which is the second to last song on that tra- album, and then your song Teenagers. Um, oh. And if, and if you don't know Teenagers, it's... Uh, I do well, know Teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, so they, they had me do it, and I, I do End of the World, you know, that whole thing. I'm like, hey, everybody, thank you for having me. And then I open up with Teenagers. And it's like, you know, <laughs> like, it's everybody's like... You know, every, like some people were starting to fall asleep during the piano ballad and everything, and then I yelled out, "Dear teenager, stop being so horny!" And, <laughs> and, um, and then like you get there was like like laughing from the eyes, but you could see some of those boomers were like, "Oh shit, what the fuck did this kid just say?" Horny, horny. <laughs> at, a, at a fucking charity fundraiser, <laughs> but it was pretty funny watching the audience's reaction to that song. Cause yeah, yeah I, mean, I was. I was yeah, originally going yeah. to do a segment for this that was uh, going to be called Explain the Lyrics, and I realized there wasn't much of explaining to really, I guess, do with your lyrics that didn't have to do with the whole song. <laughs> that was going to yeah. be one of the lyrics that I put yeah, on well, there, because well, I, yeah. I admittedly laughed my ass off when I first heard that line, too. Yeah. Well, what, is there any other lyrics you're curious about, or any, like, songs? Oh, um, well, I mean, no, not really. I mean, that was okay. the one. That was honestly going to be the only reason I even made that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and also, you already answered the uh, question about uh, corn, the quarantine song that you did. So. 
Yeah, um, yeah, that's enough with lyrics. But I, I, I like how when you said that, my immediate first thought was, "Holy shit!" The opening line. You're, yeah. yeah. That must be the most awkward. Have you ever performed it since? Yeah, I performed it a few times, like open mics and stuff. And Do you, you know, get I the always same get... reaction each time. Yeah, kind of like the, <laughs> the first reaction, people was kind of like, <laughs> like you know, kind of like laughing. You know, like, I don't really write comedic music. You know, I just write music with a little bit of humor to it. So that was the same. It was the same, It was really that song, Teenagers, and like at least I'm stuck in quarantine with you. That kind of show my a little bit of a comedic edge. Um, that I do in music every once in a while. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's always a ton of fun to perform that song. People uh always react pretty good to it. <laughs> so, um, I I got um. A very mixed reaction when I performed a lunch lady skit at my school talent show. Um, I performed. There's a skit that is no longer existent on um, any platform, but it was off of our technical third album that doesn't exist anymore. So we only have two albums, guys. <laughs> um, and it was called Stand Up with Fat Terry, and it was about a comedian that wasn't funny, slowly collapsing and just fucking dying on stage, just completely bombing. Um, and there was a part in it, there was multiple parts I could not put in the talent show, but there was one part in it that I knew I shouldn't have put in, but did anyways. And it was, so no one laughs at any of my jokes. And then I go, my wife is having an affair with my stepdad. And that's the part everyone laughs at. And I'm like, that wasn't a joke. And you laughed, you assholes. Um, so yeah, I kept that in, uh, that, by the way, it wasn't me who wrote that. That was JDD. So thank you, you, JDD. And, uh, I kept that in. And after that, um, my principal and my guidance counselor had to step me aside because they did not understand the joke of the entire thing that I had just done. Um, so I had to explain to them that, and then they just seemed very concerned afterward and uh, i'm planning on doing it again if we have a talent show i'm planning on performing um the cuck that's off of songs from the vault so prepare for that fellas um so yeah very awkward that was my only time ever performing in front of an audience uh doing anything like my own uh i did do grease but that doesn't count because i was a background extra so yeah, yeah there's that um Anyways, enough about me. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, we might as well get this out of the way. I wrote this down because me and Dylan were talking, and I just got really bored. Can you do your best death metal growl for us, Cade? Oh, God. Oh, God, no. I don't do death metal. You know, I'm, a, I'm literally a tenor one, or I sub for a soprano in choir. So that's going to be kind of bad, but I can't let's go. Let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. Uh, that was great. That was great. Do you listen to metal at all? Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, quite a bit. Um, I listen to what? Uh, first metal I started really listening to was Slipknot. Their newest album was yes. pretty great. And yes. also, um, yes. I was a big Pierce the Veil fan. Um so, yeah, I listen to, well, that's kind of like more like emo, kind of like, yeah. But I listen to quite a, I listen to a decent amount of metal, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, um, 
to anyone that just knows me, I'm just a massive maggot. So you saying Slipknot really just hit me in, <laughs> in a good way. Um, their like new it. album was amazing. I'm very sorry that uh, Corey Taylor's new album really sucked. So that, that that's to all the people that were expecting me to like that. I hate, fucking hated his last album. So there you go. Um, yeah, that's good. That That's good to know that you like metal. So, um, should we expect any death metal from you <laughs> coming soon? No, I don't think so. I mean, hey, you know what? Who knows? Maybe I'm not, you're not, although, you're not tapping into your audience that clearly likes death metal. The, the indie although, folk that clearly like death although, metal. Yeah. Well, although we're, um, me and a friend of mine who's another fantastic musician, his name's Keon, we're talking about putting together an ambient noise project. You know, I always, it, um, it doesn't really even need to be like that. You know, you could always go the Black Parade route where you're almost on the verge of metal, but you're really hard yeah. to rock. Yeah, that's what I would probably do, most likely. I don't think I'd go full out metal, but like, yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've always wanted to do something like the Black Parade for sure. Um. What's a song that just really um you'll never forget it once you when you listen to it one time you thought holy shit this is so impactful and you really have not forgotten about that song since man that's a, that's a, hmm. um well there's a, i think there's a few songs for me i'll just talk about one of them for right now um you know one that was huge for me is a song called Gran Torino by Jamie Cullum. He's this amazing jazz pianist from um, England. And that song just kind of blew my mind when I first heard it because it's a, you know, it's just so beautiful and the lyrics are haunting. And, you know, it really captures, well, it was written for a, um, a movie for Clint Eastwood and oh, it nice. just captured so well, yeah, and so that song has really stuck with me. Um, another song that really stuck with me was, um, I'm trying to think. oh, uh, The Luckiest by a guy named Ben Folds. Another kind of piano ballad. Ben Folds, um, ben Folds. nice. Yeah, I grew up with Ben Folds. So that was one of, the, he's the reason I play piano, if I'm being quite honest with you. Um, and yeah, no, just his music in general, but especially that song, is, and also Boxing with Ben Folds 5. Um, really just kind of you know, set me on my music course, and there are songs I will never forget in a million years. I'll never get sick of, for sure. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, wow. That is, I asked you, this is the first time I've actually ever asked my guest every single question that I've had. Um, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> um, so that means you were a really good guest, so thank you. Um, so, Final question, of course. What's next? Well, um, well, with the album, of course, that's um, hopefully going to be out early 2021. I have to get it out before college anyways. Um, and then uh, me and a good friend of mine, Keon, uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, we're working on, right, uh, we're talking about, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're talking about putting together like an electronic, ambient, rock, what I, I don't know what to fucking call it. It's just going to be a, uh, an album together, hopefully, um, or an EP. Um, and then other than that, I mean, yeah, I just expect some new music from me in the future. Uh, join Music Makes Me Nut if you want to uh, join a, a pretty... Uh, if you want to be in a, a, a music discord that isn't pretentious, 
music makes me nut. Um, and yeah, just yeah. And you can follow me on uh, social media at Kate Eric, you know that kind of thing. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I plug myself. And yeah. Uh, bo- <laughs> bonus question: When should we expect you on a Lunch Lady song? Whenever you're, you know, let me know and uh, we'll we'll get recording. Oh, let's go, boys. You, you hear that, Dylan? You hear that, James? Get get to work in, on um, the next album. Um, all right, so thank you, Cade, for coming on. Uh, I have gained, like, even more respect for you now that you've come on this podcast and told me your story. Oh, and I hope, I, one di- I hope one day we actually see each other because I would love to sit down with you and have an even bigger talk because you're really uh, cool. Oh. I'm sure. I mean, the the one friend that you were speaking of that we will not say their name. I mean, we're hanging out a lot, which is pretty good. Yeah, so. and um, they're like my best friends, so I, I'm sure one day we will meet. I'm. Uh, and when that happens, we will um, post a fucking stupid photo on my Instagram, just as oh, yeah. a just as a full circle to this podcast. Most definitely. Most yes, definitely. yes, 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 yes. Um. All right, then. Uh, thank you all for listening to a podcast that Kate Eric is on. It's a uh, really great episode. Uh, thank you once again for coming on. Um, Gorilla City is probably out by the time this podcast is coming out. And, um, yeah, next week's uh, guest, I'll say fuck it, and it's Kaylee Chan. Um, thank you all for listening. Cancel Joseph Bros comes out on Halloween Day. And, uh, yeah, uh, Join Music Makes Me Nut. Uh, listen to Cade's next album when that comes out. I will plug the fuck out of that when it comes out as, a, once again, full circle to this podcast. And, uh, yeah, I love you all. Uh, this is Joe signing out. And, Cade, do you have any final words? Uh. Do a little yeah. John impression to, to end this podcast. A little John impression? Yeah, like a little, yeah, yeah, okay, what, do that. Yeah, yeah, okay, what, (laughs) that was so bad.